You're listening to a DM podcast. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, nerds, nerds. Like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me miles tell you. Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. My name is Alex J and with me is my gorgeous co-host, Rebecca Jane. <laughs> You're so close. You just got one letter wrong. It's Anne. Oh, Rebecca Ann. Of course it is Rebecca Ann Charwood. Rebecca Ann Charwood. And with me is my gorgeous co-host, Alexandra Julianne J. <laughs> You can say I my would, real name. No, no, no. You have to keep your real identity no, secret. I am in witness protection. Thank you so much. Yes. And so no one go looking for her, please. Anyway, and with us. Sorry. Okay, this is the podcast where we amble up top and then we tell you that this is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And joining us today is a fellow comedian and podcaster and great friend of both Beck and I, Andrew Robert, question mark, Barnett. Oh, close. Robert's my cousin. Uh, okay. No, I am Andrew Stephen. Andrew uh, Stephen oh, Barnett. Two white names. <laughs> With a PH. Uh, it's after, after my old man, my old man, Steve. Steve. Big Steve. Oh. Big so, Steve. Yeah. Love Big Steve. But thank you so much for joining us today. Before we get into the meat of the episode, you've got some shows coming up that we'd love to let the listeners know about. Yeah, I do. I'm doing Sydney Comedy Festival and Brisbane Comedy Festival, my what show. What you in Brisbane? Uh, I am there one night only, the 6th <gasps> of May. I'll be there as well. Oh, how Let's good. get on it in Brizzy. Yeah, so I'm I doing... I won't be there, though. Oh, you can't hang out without me. You know what? Me. FaceTime. <laughs> yes. Cute. We'll pretend it's the pandemic and we've we've escaped. I love it. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing 6th of May at, I think it's the Underground Theatre at the Powerhouse, mm-hmm. which um, I've never done Brisbane, so I, I have yeah. no idea if the tickets have sold any at all. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. Just turn up. Well, yeah, I just, that's my policy too, is once I've done all the marketing stuff is I try not to worry about it too much. Because unless there's something else I can do, Mm. I'm like, well, all I'm going to do is just worry about this. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I'm there at 6 of May, which should be good, which I've just realized is um, the NRL's magic round. Um, right. Something Beck and I are both very across and yeah. aware of. I'm very worried that my you know mentally ill, mostly female audience <laughs> will be deeply affected by this event. See, this is actually <laughs> this is actually a concern for me. <laughs> it's actually a concern yeah. for you. <laughs> most people in Brisbane that might know who I am would know me through from Fox, Sports, Fox Sports, from rugby league shows, and so. But so, do you know what Magic Round is? Absolutely not. Look at <laughs> so me. The magic round is basically all the games for the round. This uh, is for all, all of our male listeners who have been dying for yeah. anything well, sports it, related a, for four years. This it's is actually for you. it's actually like a it's almost like a comedy festival or a festival type atmosphere because what they do is they have all the games at one ground, so mm. you can buy a magic 
magic round ticket and you get to go just go like stay in Brisbane and watch all the games oh, for the whole round and okay. go in there. So it's like the so, factory theatre. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the hub. Um, <laughs> it's the hub. Yeah. So that's that um, which I don't know how that's going to affect my sales. Probably not well, but we'll see how it goes. Why not? Uh, yeah. And then I am doing uh, Sydney Comedy Festival. I think I'm only doing the 20th of May now. Um, I looks like we're going to cancel the Sunday show because I've got another commitment with Variety. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, going on the, the Variety, the New South Wales Variety Bash. So they um, that starts on the Sunday. Uh, and so are you I, doing stuff, or are you just going to go hang out? I did this last year, and I'll, it looks like I'll be doing it again. I go out and I host all the events. So I host the so what the Variety Bash is is they basically get 106 cars. I think it'll be this year, um, all just decorated in different stuff, old cars, and they bash through, find dirt roads and have a lot of fun driving on dirt roads ah. all through the regional areas, but go to small towns where and donate money and um, resources and stuff to, to schools or little community groups that need it out there in the bush. That's cool. Um, it's a real cool charity. It's yeah. got the varieties, the children's charity. So I get to go and so, yeah, each morning starts with uh, like you're at a school visit or a community organisation. So host that, the little giveaway, and then we trek to drive somewhere to the next place and you have lunch. They're, it's mostly children focused because they think that children, no matter where they grow up, deserve the same access and resources. And they're the most dangerous drivers. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, it is so fun. <laughs> You're right. Like, so yeah, it looks like I'll be doing that again this year, which is mm -hmm. super fun. So Great. Yes. Look. I, I'll, I'll admit, uh, when you said variety, I thought you meant the magazine. Me too. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Is no, one the, of those, like, icon, my, going through your most iconic looks mm. over the years? Yeah, I've got to do a photo shoot. And, uh, <laughs> no, this, is, this couldn't be further from that variety. This is, so this is a bunch of people who love working on their cars. <laughs> so now we're on the same page. This is a much more you worthy cause. I really, I, I was like, were oh my god, these said, two really lit up. And I said, variety. Like, <laughs> Peck said, ooh la la. So through that whole <laughs> conversation, I was like, I bet she reckons it's the magazine too. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic! Uh, well done. Look, we're we're really yeah we're 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 crossing all of our demographics at this point. <laughs> uh, but you also have a podcast that yes. we would like to let our listeners know about. Yes, my podcast. It's called Crowdworkcast, and basically, it's very simple. You were on it. You're was. one of, um, and you're going I will to be, be on, on it. TBA soon. This is, soon. Mm -hmm. this, is uh, this is exciting. But uh, basically, it's called Crowdworkcast because I just start every uh, podcast with G'day mate. What's your name? Like, and what like. do you do? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, comedians usually try and find a million different ways not to say they're a comedian. <laughs> and then uh, and then we just go on a conversation from there. Just usually um, it's talking a bit about how they got into whatever it is they do. It's not all comedians. Sometimes it's other, other people. But um, how they got into what they do and what they're interested in. And it's just sort of trying to make an interesting conversation from there. It's um, mm. It's a bit of fun. Which I love also because you are well known in the Sydney community as a excellent crowd work comedian. So it you've just you, you've combined you've all taken your... the life skills and you bring <laughs> it to the digital platform, and that's what oh, it's about. I knew that marketing CrossFit, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what that. I know, did you know when you started comedy how much of it would be marketing 
an admin. Oh, f- <laughs> Fuck no. I didn't know that you would have to have a full Adobe suite. Yeah. To yeah, I know. Keep the lights on around yeah. here. No, I got I got into the comedy for the admin. For the, admin. <laughs> <laughs> for the calendars. For the calendars. And the and Excel the spreadsheets. <laughs> oh Fuck good. And, and invoice software. Oh my invoice god. Invoice software. Oh, I, I have a software now. It used to just be a Google Doc, but now I actually like pay twenty five bucks a month for someone to yep. do some yeah. And then do your bass and yeah. Oh, oh I don't oh. have bass. Oh, but I've should, heard but about that. Look forward to that. It's so much fun. <laughs> so, shall we talk about the movie that has brought us here today? Please. I'm so excited. I'm dying to know what is your history with this movie? Which is Forrest Gump. So, my history with this movie is <laughs> for a long time, this was like people would say, What's your favorite movie? I've, I'm never good at favorites, but mm. this, I think, has. That's really nice as a father. Yeah, <laughs> has been well. Other than that, that's, Talk to my parents. Oh, that's easy, that. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's neither off of my, them. We'll, we'll off um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so I saw this movie. This came out '94, which meant I would have been probably 13, and I went and saw this with my grandmother, um, who took so me and my older brother. Down there, I think we went to dinner. We might have gone to the Cronulla RSL for dinner, and then went and saw um, Forrest Gump at the cinema down at Cronulla there because she lived at Woolaware nearby. So we'd go. We we lived in the country. So you have like a, a visceral memory of yeah. this. This is great. Sorry. So I lived. I lived in a town of like five thousand people, um, and we had no cinema or anything. So going just going to the movies was like a like a thi- like a treat. Like yeah. so, we'd have to drive into Albury, which was sort of forty five minutes away, to go to the movies. <gasps> And so um, it was. It was always a treat when we go to the movies. So we were vi- up visiting my grandmother, and uh, yeah, me and my brother. She took us. Um, I don't know why we. It was just the two of us, but we. Um, yeah, we went to dinner, and then uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, he tagged along. That's how it works. Uh, I should know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we went and saw. We went and saw this with my grandma, and it just. I I loved it from the from then. I got that really nice memory mm. of obviously you know doing something with my grandmother. She used to say um, she was one of those older people who'd say film. So we oh, we didn't I go to the movies. It. We took in a film. You went to see a film. No, we didn't. We didn't see it. We took it in. We took it. Oh in. wow! We'd take in a film. <gasps> That's like. That comes from like the old drive-in days and stuff, yeah. doesn't it? I don't, I, I don't know, it. but yeah, she's like because we, she'd always. I remember visiting her house, and she'd always have the from the paper. The green TV guide would be under one of the cushions on the lounge, and so you'd get, what's what's on tonight? What what films are on oh, tonight? And what films like, are we taking in tonight, to Grandma? Love watching. What was his name? Uh, on the ABC. There was a guy who used to present the Saturday night movies. Oh. Bill Collins. Oh, his okay. name was, I think. Cute. And uh, yeah, so he'd intro tonight's film. It would be and then he'd discuss what the movie was and what and then you'd roll into the movie and that'd always be these old movies that and she loved watching oh, those. And, they should yeah, bring that back. One. That's cute. Yeah, we it was should, cool. We, can do we it. should do we that should channel ten if you're listening. Yeah, channel <laughs> yeah, but hundred percent because it, it was nice. You'd get a yeah. like a nice little yeah. But Chat he before. 
yeah, you get a nice little chat and get some context for the movie mm. and then give you something to... Actually, you know, they should make Alexi do that. Actually oh, that should yes. actually be his job. Yeah. Oh, well, see, I see Alexi him, more actually. as who David and... Um, David and Margaret. Margaret. See, he needs a Margaret to completely disagree with. <gasps> or we'll two Margaret. <laughs> yes. yes. Yay. I'd love to see you two ganging up on him. No, you're wrong. No, Alexi. Ugh, no one cares what colour grade it was, Alexi. Yeah. <laughs> How many women were in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And if there's too many, we won't like it. We won't like it because <laughs> yeah. it's too scary it's and intimidating be just to enough. us. <laughs> okay, Beck, what's your history with Forrest Gump? I think I've seen it. I've definitely seen it before, mm-hmm. but, of course, I know all of the famous catchphrases. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Run, Forrest, run. I forgot how many times they say it in the movie. It happened yeah. a lot. Yeah. He is constantly encouraged to run throughout this film. Yeah. Yes. And he's already very fit and good at it. Yeah. You know, he knows. He's like, I know. Yeah. Mm. But they assume he's an idiot. That's true. That he'll forget to run. He's not a smart man. Um, so you think you've seen it, but not sure when yeah, the last time would have been. It would have been when I was a teenager, yeah. for sure. So, Because it's such an iconic, massive film. I was like, I don't need to see this again. Mm. I've basically seen it all in clips and in pop culture yep. and referenced everywhere. Um, but I'm very glad that I got to rewatch it. Agreed. I really liked it. What about I'm the you? Same. Uh, same, exact same. I know those two phrases. I also know. I also knew the "I love you, Jenna." Just like yeah. the, the accent, yes, of course. The, the ay on Jenna. Do you yeah. want to know a cool fact about the accent? Always. So the the kid, he was from Alabama. A young kid from Alabama and never acted and then Tom Hanks was really struggling with the accent ah. and not really working out didn't want to do just a general southern accent because the Alabama accent is kind of specific mm. but then this kid so then he mimicked the way the kid naturally spoke his cadence and stuff and so that whole cadence comes That's based on the, the child actor which is great and it's so iconic yeah. now but apparently when the the first dailies were shown to the studio they were like freaking out like Tom Hanks cannot speak <gasps> like that the whole movie really cuz it like they thought it might come across as offensive no, I doubt oh, it. It was the 90s. So but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but that's I think, perfect. Then they're looking it. at the script being like, we had a bunch of slurs written in here. I know yeah. you yeah, said yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, there are. The N words used a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that makes it in. But historic, in historical context. Yes, like of it, course. Yeah. Um, that's that's so interesting that he modelled it after a kid because Forrest also speaks in a very like his IQ is so low, so he also speaks like a child a lot of the time. That's, so that's he so has, nice. Yeah, he's got a childlike mm. innocence and approach to life that yeah, it's charming. Yeah, that's sweet. Oh, also actually, because um, you and I have spoken about doing this for the podcast, and I have recently learned that you dad cinemed. Forrest Gump to your children. Oh, yeah. That's one of the greatest. Um, I was going to ask you to speak on that. Parenting things is when they hit an age where you can start dad and mum. My, my wife and I. Have, so we try and do whenever I get an actual Friday or Saturday night off, we'll try and do family movie night. And Cute. we we a few years ago just started going through all those movies we love, <sighs> and it's amazing how many of them hold up, and then how many of them have weird. Slightly inappropriate, like oh, there's little boobs in this. <laughs> yeah. I remembered there would be, but mm. um, but yeah. So I dad said, and then the boys love 
Yeah, my they're two, in? Yeah, so they're 12 and 14 and they just, yeah, they think it's great. Because I was going to, because I, a lot of my, fo- I think for, for a lot of us, a lot of my movie tastes or film tastes were moulded by my father, like by being dad cinemaed by him as a child. And so it's a big responsibility, yeah. know. and I just want you to be aware of I'm, the I'm responsibility. I'm aware of that. Anyway, shall we jump in? Yes, 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 yes. Hello. My name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. Would you like a chocolate? Oh, thank you. It's funny what a young man recollects. You're the same as everybody else. You are no different. Your boy's different. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. I'm Jenny. I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. She was my most special friend. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. All right. I don't fully like, respect that tagline because it's just, anyway, from the movie. But anyway, um, <laughs> a man with a low IQ has accomplished great things in his life and has been present during significant historic events. In each case, far exceeding what anyone imagined he could do. But despite all he has achieved, his one true love eludes him. That's from letterbox.com. Okay, it's fairly accurate. I don't think it comes at all, Yeah, Um, Bardo, for anyone who hasn't seen, if there is anyone in the world who hasn't seen this movie, Forrest Gump, how would you describe this film? I'd describe it as it's a bit – so Forrest Gump is basically – he's a low IQ guy, but he's a, I don't know, like somewhat a pure soul and he he sort of floats through life – and ends up in places just by good intentions and yeah. following his nose and, you know, in some ways just doing what he's told and going, going where people tell him to go. He ends up doing and being in pl- amazing places and doing amazing things. Mm. So, yeah, it's I, – I like he, – it's sort of for me the whole thing about it is this guy's – his innocence gets him – like there's no malice in him, there's no ambition. Yeah. And but – just by doing the right thing a bunch of times in a row, he gets he achieves more than you know. It's the most perfect story. Yeah, right. It's just pure. Yeah, it's that perfect. It's what is how we want the world to work. Yes, <laughs> it's how we wish the world worked. Is yeah, just good intentions and hard work, and then you and then will great own things will happen. Shares yeah. in Apple in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, he's great. the right place, right time guy. He so is. Often. Yeah. He is the one. Yeah. I, um, at the end of, because I hadn't watched it in many, many years, so this was like very much a like, oh, yeah, that's right. This happened. This happened. This happened. I would just, I just kind of like see this movie as like a dude who just like name drops for two hours <laughs> but has no idea that he's name dropping. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> I, the thing that changed for me is at the bus stop, I remember the first time I watched it and the lady sits, the first lady sits down who's clearly a nurse and has had like a fucking long <laughs> shift. I remember as a kid thinking like, oh, he's a bit of a bitch. She's so rude to him. And now I was like, she's honestly much kinder than I probably would have been. I probably would have been like, I'm just going to do a lap at the block. Wait <laughs> till this guy goes. Favorite, like, like what a way to open. I love that he's just like, he's just this dude. At, I was empathizing with her so much. It's a dude at a fucking bus stop, small talking at you. You've just got off a shift. You're obviously a nurse or something. And he's like, I like your shoes. They look really like, comfy. Are you a pervert. What like, am I going to do? My feet hurt, cunt. I just yeah. got off a 12 hour shift. <laughs> you know what? I've watched. Dateline, I know that nurses <laughs> yeah. get murdered in these yes. situations. Yes. <laughs> like, and all she says is, my feet hurt. 
I'm like, yeah, bitch, get it. And yeah. Of course they do. Well, it's also struck me is that you couldn't make this film set now because mm. everyone would be headphones in and on their phone. True. Like you couldn't. Mm. Yeah. That, whereas just sitting there. No one's listening to a two-hour-long story at a bus stop anymore. No, <laughs> not anymore. If it's so funny did. that he's sitting there that whole time and then at the end he finds out he just has to go a few blocks away. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, just to jump to the end there. So it's a, yeah, it's a two-hour-plus movie. Yep. But how did you feel about the length? Because we often talk about length. Any movies over two hours are rude. How did you feel about it? I didn't. You didn't touch me. Didn't Not touch me either. at all. Same. I was so immersed. I was so into this. Mm. I, the story is so beautiful, and it's so beautifully made. And you just want him to win at every single point, mm. no matter. You just like, I hope things work out well. I hope it works out good for him. I love him so much, and it does. Yeah, but I still, mean, well, some tragedies. Some tragedy along the way. <laughs> I think too. It, because go everything's sort of almost for the first two thirds of the movie, it's all narration and flashback, mm. and because it moves over such a long period of history, it feels like it's moving quicker. Like you're never yes. stuck in a historic One period, period for of way too long, where you go, okay, this is now they're filling it out with more True. B plot or whatever. Mm. It's just all just action moves straight through. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it almost brushes over so many of the historic events that he's. Involved in you're like whoa, whoa, whoa no you, you talk to me more about that I and then it's gone that. and then you're on to the next thing and it's- I love that I to me that kind of felt like that's how he perceives these events because he's not very affected by all these historic things that he's suddenly involved no. in at all so he's just kind of like all right ne- on to the next thing whereas the rest of us are like oh my god that's insane yeah but he's just kind of like I don't know I'm just Forrest Gump well in my head I remember rewatching it in my head I thought he there was more of his college football career but it's literally two scenes mm, yeah. there's two yeah. there's one one game where he runs down the tunnel and then the next one where he gets stopped and yes. then the next thing is yeah I got to be in the all american team and you get to go meet the president and it's like some oh, movies yeah. do entire 2 hours on that college football yeah. team <laughs> and I'd watch it but <laughs> <laughs> but that's like it you realize like it they're almost short, dense scenes. Like you're mm. getting a lot more out of the the short period of time mm. than you. So it, it doesn't feel like it's laboring at any point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should we go through like maybe our favorite parts? Because if I feel like if we go through chronologically, it's oh, going to take we'll way too fucking long. Because yeah. like we just said, it is jam packed with so many different scenes and situations and parts of his life. Let's go through our favorites. But what's your favorite section of this film? What's your favorite storyline? I think the Lieutenant Dan relationship. I 100% agree. (sighs) I know that actor from so many – I was like, he's in everything. Gary Sinise. Oh, we know that name. Thank you for bringing the names of this episode. People are so excited. that's what people are talking about when people say Gary Sinise. He's brilliant. He was – his performance in this is outstanding. Yeah, second only to his performance on CSI New York, obviously. Um, Oh, that's who he is. (laughs) He's got fake legs in CSI New York. (laughs) Pretty sure they actually cut his legs off for this role. Of course. He's he's method. You know, he actually now has a – foundation working with disabled veterans based on that he got they they he got asked to come speak um at the whatever the organization one of the organizations over there is because his portrayal was so real and so didn't 
make him a – it didn't hide any of the struggles, but it also didn't make him a victim or make him helpless mm. or whatever, like he was mm. – and so, yeah, they, he now works with um, – like he has wow. a foundation working with like um, wounded veterans. Fucking Gary crazy. Sinise. What That's a guy. So cool. What mm. a guy. Yeah, so the Lieutenant Dan situation. I like – it's just this movie goes like tackles so many heavy themes, one of course being how veterans are treated and how they are supported or not supported in America after coming home from the Vietnam War. Not a topic I know a lot about, mm. but it felt really important. The way that they tackled it. Mm. And accurate of like how it's, yeah. he just is le- like his life falls into complete disarray. And like, of course it does. I was thinking like when he's he loses his legs and then suddenly Forrest is like, where's Lieutenant Dan? And they're like, he's gone. It's like, do they even, are they even going to buy him a fucking wheelchair once he gets home? Like, is he then just completely just left? To get him on a dolly outside the just, hospital and then yeah. see him. Yeah. You know, like, once he's home, does he have, like, rehab or physio appointments? Like, I'm mm. sure there's nothing like that. It's just, oh, so scary. And his life only gets turned around when he embraces the enemy and yeah. <laughs> marries a Vietnamese woman. <laughs> I, they don't say she's Vietnamese. I'm just assuming that. That's, I feel like, yeah, that's implied. Yeah. <laughs> I love the line at the end where Forrest, like, looks at her and he, and he goes, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he doesn't say anything, but in the, just the tone, you understand everything that he's thinking in that moment. I was like, that's brilliant. That's where it's so well acted. This, yeah. Like, because yes. there's so much of that stuff where you, once again, you think, oh no, that there was more dialogue there. No, it wasn't. It's just well acted, and you take more from it. From what's implied. Like, yeah. yeah. Fuck. I, I love, and I love that Lieutenant Dan is the one who invested in Apple, and then like yeah. set yeah. up Forest for the rest of his. Like, it's just a beautiful. Fuck, so beautiful. What are your favorite parts? Um, I love the Lieutenant Dan stuff. Um, I just, I loved seeing all of the like him being. 90s superimposed into the actual historic. <laughs> oh, the, the early deep fakes. Early deep fakes. I was like, they should redo that and because that would be incredible now, oh, yeah. like the deep fake technology they have now. But I loved seeing the 90s deep fakes. Yeah, it was just a little bit off. You'd yeah. be like, oh, at the time people were like, whoa. Yeah, Tom no. Hanks was at JFK's assassination or whatever. I remember at the time watching it and just going, how did they do like that? Yeah. They got actors that look exactly like the, the president. <laughs> Uh-huh. And now, knowing now, what we know now. Like, wow, that mouth is not attached to that head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do. Yeah, I loved And I loved seeing like Dan's arc and just seeing him happy at the end. And once they're on the boat and they're just like, they've set. I just, you just don't see, like the stakes are so high in this movie at all times. But I always trusted that everything would work out okay. I think that's the forest effect because he yeah. that's how he approaches yes. life. Well, okay, well, 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 the next thing, move on. Mm, he's you, never you, thinking too far ahead. He's like, yeah. the next yeah. moment will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Should we talk about Jenny? Yes. yes. Now, Can we I... don't have enough time to unpack all of Jenny. Yes. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of Jenny. There's a <laughs> lot of Jenny. Jenny deserves her own movie, by she, the way. It basically is like a spinoff. <laughs> I would love if they, they're doing it with the pink ladies in Greece. They're doing a That's whole true. TV series from their perspective. I really think they should do a whole movie from Jenny's perspective. Oh, yeah. I think that would be so fa- Very sad, though. Even sadder than very the tragic. tragic somehow. Very tragic and sad. But, like, 
How did you guys? What do you guys think about Jenny's journey? Look, I think for all the trauma that she went through in this movie, I'm really glad they gave her one of the most fantastic wardrobes in cinema. Yes, <laughs> yes. She looked good in every era, in mm. every. No matter if she, her life was in the shitter, she had some of the most amazing clothes and style yes. throughout it all. <laughs> Doesn't hurt that you're Robin Wright through most True. of it. She's yeah. Very attractive mm-hmm. lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I, I really like the yeah. Obviously, she horrendous sort of struggles. Mm. One of the things I was wondering was, what do you think she died of? That isn't it HIV. Yeah, that's. I assumed it was AIDS because she said virus. Yeah. So I, I, because I was thinking the same thing. But so she died in 1982. Right. I noticed this on my last watching. Okay. So she dies in 1982. First, I think the first cases in the US were 81. So I'm like, how did the – she was obviously living with – already sick and moved back oh, for a period yes. while she was living with Forrest yes. before that. I'm like, is she like one of the very first cases? Very. Because the risk the, – the behavior that it looks like it comes from is when the – a bit before that when – The drug the intravenous, taking. Yeah. Intravenous drug use, all that sort of stuff. So – but then I read another theory that it could have been hepatitis. Oh, that makes a bit more sense. Interesting. Because we need a Jenny autopsy. Yes. That, that can be part of the spin-off. Show of the oh, files. Right. <laughs> yes. The coroner's report. Yeah. <laughs> and the coroner's sit there for a long time being like, do we explain it to him? Yeah. <laughs> the reason I thought it was HIV or AIDS is because she was saying it's very new and they don't, ha- they don't know, they well, don't have a cure yet. Hepatitis was also in oh. that. In that period, um, Interesting. new and not known. So, yeah, yeah. I just read – and I'm just saying something I read online. There's two competing theories about it. Interesting. I mean, it could be a very early case of COVID. You, ooh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. I'm on Reddit. Join me. Yeah, Jenny, I, I like too that he never wavered on Jenny. Yes. So a little part of me was quite jealous of their love. Like Actually. I was like, no matter what she did, he was like, she's the best. She's I so miss her fucking all the cool. Time. <laughs> yeah, it's that's un- that's true unconditional love. That is true unconditional love. Yeah. It, and I, you know, what I love to the amount of times he punches blokes on her behalf. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Just like, bam, it just can fight. And we'll throw him. But he's not an aggressive, toxic dude, though. But this really is the even when he's in the fights, there's no anger. You're right. Mm. It's just He's more just, of a chore, like a thing that he needs yeah, to do. Yeah, oh, okay. Now we go down this here, we, th- we throw several punches at this person. Yeah. Bang, bang. Like it's very robotic. He's never like, he... fuck you or anything. Yeah, which is scarier, I think. Mm, yeah. If you could, like if there's a guy that's who's contract killer calmly stuff. <laughs> fighting, that's, you know, the like I've always said the, the scariest guy who is when things are kicking off just calmly like takes a watch off or something like that. Oof. This guy's got a pre The John routine. Wick. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> guy not guy. emotionally involved. In the fight is the scariest dude. So mm. that's yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't fight him. No, no, no. He's definitely strong as fuck and way mm. too quick for my liking. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting because you can look at this movie as like it is unconditional love, or is this just a very like long form coercion of her being like. <laughs> Well, I literally can't be with anyone else, so he's, she, <laughs> yeah. he's just going to punch him. That's good. <laughs> to be honest, she's not great at picking blokes. All she's the blokes in there. Every single one sucks. Every single uh, one sucks. The one, who, who was the worst? The um, protest dude. Ugh, yes, the I was going to say He was that. the worst because there's nothing 
more like that makes my soul like like get angry than someone who presents themselves as this moral high ground yes. yeah. and then is just the biggest pile of trash yep. in yep. private. In, actual, in actuality. Makes yeah. me fucking he was, sick. The, I was going to say the exact same thing. And I love I love Forrest's after they get booted from the Black Panther mean after he beats that guy. <laughs> he just turns and says to them, I'm sorry for fighting at your Black Panther meeting. <laughs> it's just, such a beautiful line, like because you're like, at, there's this implied thing that he doesn't understand where he is or what it is. But no, no, no I'm at a Black Panther. Yeah, he, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's yeah. exactly. He's quite. Aware. I didn't mean to fight. That is, that is I'm not the Black so Panther sorry. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. He's fuck. And I, I remember thinking like, because he hits Jenny, right? So yeah. Some domestic violence. There's like a lot of themes in this film. But that is the first time I've ever heard, seen domestic violence blamed on a war. He literally <laughs> blames his anger towards Jenny on oh. the fact that there is a war going on. Yeah. Like, you in the and bin. Bloody president. It, yeah. Like, Fuck you. But it, it actually... That die as ridiculous. It sort of rings true a bit too. Like it, you believe that character would blame that. Oh yeah, the war. It's Absolutely. just this war. You know how I get. You know, I hate violence so much. I got to hit you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this war isn't your fault, but yeah. you're here. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. <laughs> and this will definitely help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Jenny, yeah, she's got like – I feel like a, a lot of the really tragic themes are attached to Jenny. Like you've got obviously mm. the ve- the veteran treatment and stuff with Dan, but with her we learn but it's – we don't learn but it's implied right at the beginning that she is has been sexually assaulted by her father yep. for her entire childhood, mm. a lot of abuse, a lot of like – just there's so many heavy themes, but in such a joyful movie, and I found it, I found that really interesting. Just like that, you can you can literally tackle a pedophilia, child sexual abuse topic in a film like Forrest Gump, and it's not too upsetting, but it's still really important. I don't mm. know, it was beautiful to me. I think it's like I think that it's interesting to me seeing how I'm noticing it more and more in movies, particularly we covered it in Magnolia mm. where uh, movies that acknowledge that things like traumatic things like sexual assaulting a child has so mm. like huge ramifications For across someone's yeah. entire lives. life. Yeah. And I really like, I liked how Magnolia covered, like mm. well, covered it, but displayed it. It was very accurate. And this one as well of Jenny going back and, throwing stones at her mm. childhood home. I was like, oh, this is – you can tell when someone's had input of real life experience. And it was dis- – mm. I wouldn't call it beautiful. I would call it quite disturbing and upsetting mm. um, and how it was told. And when you got the house bulldozed, mm. I oh, really – that a beautiful That would, to me was like – I love when I there's a Jenny little bit of retribution. That. Yeah. 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 He um, – I also – I think, too, that that context early in the film, though, makes – it makes her character arc much more sympathetic. Mm. Like, because she, at times, she is quite not mean to him, but quite very, you can't do the get away from me. Well, I remember like, thinking back in the day when I watched it when I was much younger, I do remember thinking, like, Jenny, stop being such a bitch to Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's much more complex than that. Yeah. yeah. And that, so, but you, you understand why she's 
going through what she's going, then why oh, she's yeah. not available to, you know, be his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. So, which you know, it, it's a much in some ways. If she just decided after college just to be his girlfriend, it's not as probably as long or as good a story. No, I don't, mm. yeah, he probably didn't go to mm. the war. But it's also about her like struggling to accept love and affection because mm. that's something that she would absolutely be terrified of her yes. entire yeah. life because and she never had trust. Her first ever relationship with love was completely destroyed by her father. Yeah. Do you think there's there and poor this is listen to this for full film wank. Um go for it. Do you, the, it's almost like the parallel between like he's representative of innocence. Mm. And the path he takes where he achieves all these things where she's sort of been exposed to, like, evil really mm. early on and then how that affects her, like, that... Completely. The, of innocence stolen and yeah. then being constantly shown this beautiful example of how innocence has benefited this man's life in so many ways. Mm. Yeah, because she's trying... she's deliberately trying to run from stuff to where he's sort of just floating. Like he's and almost he's always coming back to the homestead. Like he's yeah. always back at, in the hometown and she's yeah, literally running away from it. And he's, he, he is the feather. Oh, oh yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Had you ever thought of that before or did that no, just happen just now? Oh. That's a brilliant observation. Of course he's the feather. Yes, I love that. Just floating down to exactly the right place at the right time. Okay. It's almost like Alexi Toliopoulos is here. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm going to go full Alexi before the end of this. I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Mm. At the end of the film, (laughs) when he's sitting at the bus stop and his son has just gone to school, Mm. do we think he sits there the whole day? day? (laughs) I had the same thought. Yes. I think he does. Yeah, I think that's what is implied because he I just mean, looks away and he's yeah. just there for, for two minutes. We just watch yeah. him just staring yeah. at the crowd. Well, I'm like, he doesn't have a job. Like he doesn't. He's got all the money in the world, and he's he's more than equipped to spend time by himself in himself because yeah. that's you know he ran across the country solo. He's very okay with his own company. Maybe he's just sitting on that stump for the day. Yeah. Imagine having that level, like. Just even the thought, like now, of sitting for ten minutes. I know. If you don't have a. Yeah. You're scaring me, please. Yeah. <laughs> With your own thoughts. Without a smartphone, shut up. Like, yeah, no. Shut I need a podcast. Up. I need a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Haley Joel Osman, we see baby Haley Joel. I didn't know that he played Little Baby Forest. Yeah, I'm not sure. That might have been. I. Th- think his first maybe his first big movie at least I mean, he's like two so yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's real young oh he i something about how he knew how to deliver his every single line so adorably yeah, no wonder he was such a famous child star because he is mm. very good at it just can i watch tv now so, I, Oh my god! I'm gonna eat you alive. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna chew you. you up, adorable. And then he's like, gets on the bus, and I, th- this is how much I love this movie. I'm remembering actual lines, lines. from it, something that's never yeah. happened in my life. <laughs> gets on the bus, and she's like, "Do you understand? This is a bus to take you to school." like, "Yes." And you're Dorothy Harris, and I'm and Forrest Gump. <laughs> and it's the same bus driver as when Forrest was a baby. Oh, dude, and my she- uterus imploded. It was just- and now she's not smoking; she's chewing gum. 
observations yeah. that's cool she's on that, I love the, I love the what they now classify as historic smoking in these like when he gets the when he's oh, a kid so he gets the braces put on his this. legs and the doctors just smoking a durry during <laughs> the consultation <laughs> yeah I do love the, the smoking representation in this film as an ex-smoker myself <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah that's cool man <laughs> but it, it's it's amazing how much that's changed and just mm. simple little things like that make it a little more historically yeah. like okay that fits yeah. <sighs> I love it. And then, like, at the end, when he's, like, no, no, when he finds out that he has a kid, when he finds out that Haley Joel Osmond is alive oh, and exists. Oh, the look of fear. And he's so scared that he's not going to be smart. And then he asks, is he smart? And he cries. And, oh, really great Tom Hanks work there. The best little moment in that, for my money, is when he's, he goes in and just sits next to him and watches TV with him and asks what it is mm. and Haley Joel just and it's almost like just they're just little friends little friends yeah I'm like he's gonna be such a great dad to a kid because he is a kid himself yeah and he's a millionaire so they have all of the help at their disposal <laughs> as a fun child except for the mother dying a fun child sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and if any larger problems arise, might be a bit difficult to problem solve. But sure, but that's where the money comes in. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, the money can send you a long way the wrong way too. Though. That's true. Yeah. I don't believe that would happen to little baby Haley Joel. We should probably yes wrap. I still have so many more things to say about this, but I feel like we'll yeah. go on forever and ever. It and ever. is a jam-packed movie. See, I actually I was expecting you guys to ask me about the representation of women in this film. Look, there is one. Two. Two. We've They're the two mom. most important people in his life, though. That's true. Yeah. And I did know of this beforehand, but it, it's funny that Sally Field is playing Tom Hanks's mother when yes. they're the same age. What? No, they're not. She's oh, 10 years not. older than him. She's 10 years. But okay. the, movie they, the movie they were both in before this was Punchline, where they were um, love interests. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so it's gone yeah. from love interests to mother and son. Oh, my God. But you know what? I actually forgive that because the most – the majority of us seeing Sally Field is when she's a mum to baby Forrest. Yeah. So that is age appropriate. And you know what I love about her up character later. too? Is she, he, he always talks about how um, mama had a way of explaining things to me that um, so I could understand them. But every time he says that, she uses some idiom that doesn't quite make sense. Quite work. Like yeah. stupid is as stupid does. Yeah. Or life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's like, well, of course you, you bought the box of chocolates. <laughs> no They've got a little yeah, chart. Yeah. They show exactly what. So, but it's just like, yeah, she had a way of explaining it to me, so I understood. It's like, oh wow, that's yeah, they're just sort of weird idioms that I don't know exactly what they mean, but there's a vibe. And I don't them. think he does either, but he likes yeah. having them. Yeah. No, I was quite happy with the female representation. I really, I was, I was worried about. The Jenny thing going into it, because all I remember is that she was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but now, as watching it as an adult, I was like, "Oh no, she's she's quite complex," and I I believe all of the things that has all of her behaviors and decision making and all that stuff. I don't mm. feel like she was a victim, of course, which often happens to female characters in these movies. But that was that's on purpose. She needed to be mm. okay. Well, to wrap up, Bano, we've got some questions for you. Yep. Did this movie 
make you horny in any way. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's too. That's good. That's fair. Sweet. And, and the last time I watched it, I was with my kids. Yes, so yeah. That's all good. Good, yeah. good, good. I would be worried if you were dad cinemaing your kids' mm. horny movies. <laughs> yeah, no. This is what dad loves. <laughs> Get around it, boys. Oh, look at that, Sally Field. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you thought I was going the other way, didn't hey. you? Beck, did this movie make you horny? I will say. I was slightly attracted to Forrest Gump. I was too. He was he's tall and also he, um, he was determined. Mm. He had ambition decision and he and he stuck to it. Yeah. And he was very physically fit. Yep. <laughs> and good haircut too. Good haircut. Alexia, did this movie make you horny? In the same way for you, as you. It's just like imagine just having someone who's just dedicated their entire life to loving you from literal birth almost. <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty hot. <laughs> and supporting you and he's rich and he's fast and fit. And never seeing your flaws. Literally never ever. seeing your flaws, yeah. Being a full drug addict, he never rings it up. <laughs> this is um, – I'm starting to learn that female horny and male horny are two very, very different, different things. Very different. That's what we like to call the male gaze versus the female gaze. Very different things. You, you guys think long-term horny. Yes, mm. we do. Yeah. Or it's more – You're, in a, you're a short-term horn for boys. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. yeah. A lot of women's is safety-based as well. You're That's like, true. How yeah. likely am I to get killed? Whereas Forrest is a very safe man. Yes. Very yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will fight anyone at the drop of a hat for you too. He really will. And would you recommend this movie on a date? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Beck? Oh, 100%. Yeah, me too. It's long, but it's great. Mm. Exactly. And ratings. How many? I mean, we could do boxes of chocolates. Or Let's do it. Yeah? Yeah, we got to. How many boxes of chocolates out of five? So we get five boxes. But you get five boxes. boxes. Of chocolate. I'd probably four boxes of Lind- Lindor's and mm. one of those little Ferrero Rocher's. Oh, That's high praise. That is yeah, like huge. Yeah. I, I, I love this movie and have for a long time. It's my... Like, I feel a bit forest and it's the Jenny. Oh, that's so Aww. nice. It's always, I got described you're always as a, there for it. A forest gump at, when I was working at Fox Sports. One of the producers goes, Bunny, you're just, you're a bit like, like, you got a bit of the forest gumps in that you just sort of just float through, everyone likes you. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I think it definitely is. And it's I'm not a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what love is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like how many boxes of chocolates? Oh, I give it, I think, five Guylan boxes Ooh. of chocolates. The ones we, with the, the shells? seashells? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought this was absolutely, it was rich. Yeah. And it was, it's, something about it is very, it's, it's an, ugh, I hate to say it, an instant classic. Ah. <laughs> wow. I will say it is interesting, so yeah, this movie I don't think could be made today mm. with, particularly with, I mean the bus situation, and as well like autism representation, because I mm. think I, nowadays there would be a lot more focus on that in yeah, the true. film, and whether yeah. he was autistic or on the spectrum mm. a lot. When this is a very interesting, like positive portrayal of someone who is without, ev- yeah, without ever analyzing why his IQ is low. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. accepting it and just being like, that's just forest. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, five, five for me. What about you, Alexia? I give five as well. Five guidelines. I'm gonna go guidelines. The only box I could think of was roses and. No, point. that would be an insult. Point. I mean, truly, you never know what you're gonna get. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good point. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I give it five too. I can't fault it. I loved it. Hell yes. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you so much for bringing this to us, Barno. No worries. Thank you for having me. Uh, where can people find you on socials and everything like that? Uh, yeah, on Instagram and uh, Facebook, you can look for Andrew Barnett Comedy. Also on TikTok, but um, mm. I'm new. it's too aggressive. It's, it's a, lot. a lot. And then I'm on Twitter at Mr. A Barnett, but I don't really do much tweeting. I don't mm-hmm. think. Great. Oh. Well, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. That was Forrest Gump. Oh, and sorry, we, so we have a little sign of voodoo. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Alexia, Barno, Akumite to you both. And Akumite to you and yours. And Akumite to both. Love so Yay. What does Akumite mean? It's-